Who's planning on having a good time on New Year's Eve tonight? Good to hear. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. You can uh, leave the stage. I want to build a bit of a sense of excitement or perhaps something which takes a bit of the pressure off people because this whole New Year's resolution thing uh, is very formularized. But I, I want to show you today that Christmas is actually more of a new start than New Year's Eve could ever be. And because I heard there was a, a, a comment by a pastor this week um, who claimed that we're losing the message of Christmas because of our habit of blending the celebration of Christmas with New Year's Eve. Uh, and our language reflects this. We have a Christmas New Year break. Uh, we, have, we say, Happy Christmas, New, Merry, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all in the same sentence. Uh, Post-Christmas, pre-New Year's Eve sales just run into one another. And so I sort of thought, well, perhaps he's right. But then I thought, well, really, Christmas has so much of a fresh start message that actually, I, I believe, it steamrolls New Year's. And, I, and I'm going to show you um, this morning. I want to encourage you that the fresh start message that Christmas gives us is something that we need to hang on to. We don't just attribute it to New Year's Eve. Christmas itself is the, is the message of a new start. And I, I want to encourage us with that and revisit some of the people we met during our Advent series. Who remembers that series? Who doesn't? No, don't answer if you don't remember. Um, we, we met a few people, and let me tell you, they had a new start. We, we look at, uh, and I don't know whether this happens to you, but we tend to look at the Bible and there's this narrative which stretches, and we sort of think it's just, you know, we read it and things just happen in a flow. But if you actually look at what happens to the people in that flow, their, their life doesn't just flow. It does, things don't just happen. It's, yeah, wonderful, okay, let's go. I mean, things happen, it's like, bang. Oh, crap, what am I supposed to do? And there's stops and starts. And so I want to I show you how various people in this, the Advent story handled this, this, new, this fresh start. Who remembers Zechariah and Elizabeth? We met them in Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 6. It says, Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. Mm, sounds sad, doesn't it? And yet a visit from an angel gave them a fresh start and it gave them renewed hope. Luke one twenty five says, how kind the Lord is, Elizabeth exclaimed. He has taken my disgrace of having no children. So here we have a couple who were determined to be faithful to God in the face of being disappointed, overlooked, and not having their dreams come true. And yet they were prepared when God gave them a fresh start. It reminds me, there was a story I also read. I've been doing a lot of reading this week. And I found this, again, on a reputable news media site. I think it was Facebook. Um, and it says, a lady went to the pastor of her church and said, I won't be attending church anymore. And he said, may I ask why? And she said, well, I see people on their mobile phones texting and typing during the service. Some are gossiping. Some people aren't just living right. Some are sleeping. Good job it doesn't happen here. Some are staring at me. They're all hypocrites. And the pastor was silent. And then he said, can I ask you to do something for me before you make your final decision? She said, sure. What's that? He said, get a glass of water and fill it almost to the top. And he said, I want you to walk around the church twice 
but you mustn't spill a drop. And she said, well, okay, I can do that. And so she walked around the church very carefully twice with this glass of water. Very proudly she came back and said, see, I didn't spill a drop. He said, that's fabulous. He said, how many people did you see on their phone? Did you see anyone gossiping? Was anybody living wrongly? Did you see anyone sleeping? And she said, well, no, of course not. I didn't see anyone because I was so focused on the glass, so the water didn't come out. He said, when you come to church, you should be that focused on God so that you don't fall. That's why Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, follow Christians. He said, don't let your relationship with God be determined by how others relate to God. Let it be determined by how focused you are on God. And you see, that's what kept Zechariah and Elizabeth going. They weren't focused on what was going on around them. They, had, they, had, they lived in a community that, that brushed them off because they couldn't have kids, shamed them because they were barren. And yet they brushed all that off and they faithfully served and worshipped God in that community. I mean, Zechariah was a priest and, and had served on a daily basis despite all those things. And that might be something that you need to do this year. It may be just a question of renewing your commitment to God and saying, you know, I'm believing that you've got the best for me, but I, no matter what I see around me, no matter, what, no matter what people tell me, no matter what happens, I am focused on you. And then we've got another couple, Mary and Joseph. Things really went their way. I mean, they'd planned a wedding. You know, they'd, they'd got the wedding planner in, they'd... they'd designed everything and they'd written their own vows and it was going to be fabulous. And suddenly this, this angel appears to Mary and says, you're pregnant and it's God's. And she says, sure. And of course, Joseph's on board with that. So, well, hang on, let, let's, let, let's look at what she says. Luke one twenty eight. Gabriel, the angel, appears before Mary and says, greetings, favoured favored <laughs> woman. The Lord is with you. Notice it doesn't say happy and ecstatic. It says confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. I mean, so this wasn't, this wasn't the answer to prayer. This wasn't something she thought, oh, goody, this is going to be great. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel. Who, who reacts well when somebody comes up to you and says, don't be afraid? <laughs> when the first thing you thought, think of is, why would I be afraid? <laughs> and so... He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, very great, and be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. And Mary didn't say, wow, that's fabulous. That's what every mother wants to hear about their son. She's aghast. She says, how's this going to happen? I'm, I'm a virgin. So her mind's, you know, on the things of God, obviously. Um, but... She, she agrees. She says, well, if that's what God wants, let's, let's do it. As Joseph, of course, was equally faithful. Verse 19 says, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. What a gem. <laughs> now, to be fair, in those days, ending it publicly could have ended in her death. So doing it quietly, I mean, in today's society, we do things a bit differently. Uh, some of it is good and some of it is life-saving. Um, so we've got to go back in context here. Uh, but he, he was considering this and an angel appeared to him and said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
So they're, they're looking at a, new, a fresh start, but their plans were utterly and totally destroyed and replaced by God's plans. How many of us actually look forward to God destroying our plans and replacing them with his own? Because we should. Because his plans are always better than our plans. But sometimes we get so fixated on our plans that when God's plan comes along, we say, no, get behind me, Satan. And God's like, well, hang on, I've got a better plan. But for us, sometimes it doesn't look like a better plan. They had to hear from God. If, you're, if, you're, if you think God's testing you for something, he's not going to do it anonymously. If God's going to change your life, you will hear from God. But they also had to overcome their fears and trust that what God had for them was the right thing. And that might happen for you this year. Fresh start. It might be a question of your plans are going to get tossed out of the window. The lesson for 2018 may be let go and trust God. I don't know. You might be like Mary and Joseph. Let's, if you come to me and say it's a virgin birth, I am not going to believe you. Um, I don't think too many of those actually happen. Um, in fact, as far as I know, just one. The, then there's the shepherds. Luke 2 verse 8. There were shepherds staying in a field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord glory, Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Here we go again. And so... He said, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And then further on in Luke 2, verse 17, it says, After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. See, a fresh start can be terrifying. But sometimes... When we're connected with God, that terrifying moment can be turned into reassurance and trust and encouragement if we connect with Jesus. See, these were ordinary. The, the shepherds were the lowest of the low because they were sent out in the middle of the night to look after the sheep. Who, what self-respecting person wants to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning looking after sheep? And so they were not the powerful of society. They were the forgotten of society. And yet an angel came to them and said, I want to tell you that Jesus is good news for all mankind. And guess what? It says here, when the shepherds told their story, all who heard it were astonished. Let me tell you, in 2018, no matter how, what you think your worth is, God thinks your worth is immeasurable. And you have a story. And you need to tell that story because people are going to be astonished. then perhaps you're a wise man. Because the wise men, the wise men seemed to have it all. They knew that Jesus was going to be born. They'd, they'd poured over their books and studies and they'd done measurements in the sky and stuff. And when they saw a star, guess what? They knew. They seemed to be the only people who actually knew Jesus was coming. Matthew 2 verse 1 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. We've come to worship him. And they're all going, what? What? Who are these guys? And how do they know? And what's going on? And they're all a bit confused. But they actually knew that Jesus was being born. In verse 10, it says, When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. 
They entered the house, saw the child with his mother Mary, and bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. The wise men knew Jesus was coming. Sometimes God speaks to us and we know things. Who loves it when that happens? I mean, who loves to know what God's planned for them? He doesn't tell me that often. They brought gifts. They were prepared. They brought gifts to God. They, 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 they were part of God's plan. They recognized his kingship. They even heard from God. They were guided as they went home from God. But the worrying thing is that's the last you hear of them. There's no stories about how they spread the gospel, became disciples, anything after that. Their knowledge brought them to God. They'd planned everything, but once they'd met God, did they get to know God? The Bible doesn't say, but probably not. Being a wise person isn't everything that God wants us to be. We can be knowing, have our future planned out. We can know the word of God. We can be faithfully following Christ, but we've actually got to leave room in our lives to know him. <coughs> 2018 might be a year that you need to renew your relationship with Jesus. Not just be a wise person, not just be a learned person, not just be somebody who knows the forms, the protocols. You know, you, know, you have to go to church, get to church by 10 o'clock or 10 past or whatever it needs to be. But sometimes our relationship with God is, is actually more important than our knowledge of God. Let me challenge you. Perhaps 2018 is the year we need to get to know God better. Not just go through the motions, but actually go to a relationship. And the last person in our story is King Herod himself. He had a fresh start. Matthew 2 verse 3 says, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard about the news of Jesus, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And so he discovers that a new start is thrust upon him. You know that old saying, you know, some people are born great, some people learn to be great, and other people have greatness thrust upon them. Well, he had this situation thrust upon him. He was the ruler of Judea, and suddenly he's getting stories about a new king being born to supplant him. So he greeted this news, this fresh start with fear. And unfortunately, he reacted accordingly. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, it says, Herod was furious when he realized the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, based on the wise men's report of the star's first appearance. Herod was threatened by a fresh start. He was threatened by change. He was threatened because his thought was that he would lose his power. And he reacted murderously to a threatening future. Herod is the one person here that we should not emulate. One little bit. Because it's too easy to become afraid of what our future has for us. Too easy to react badly. And Herod reacted badly. To look at our future as though it threatens us 
to act towards others in ways that not only do them harm but do us harm is, I'm sure, not what God has planned for our future in 2018. But we can take heart from the others. Whatever it is that you're looking for in 2018, let it be with faith. Let it be with hope and understanding. Let it be with a relationship with Jesus. Because you look at what these people were believing for. I'm not sure that Jesus actually cares what our New Year's resolutions are. I don't know that sounds a bit harsh. But what he cares about is that we were created in his image on this world to be in relationship with him. And his son Jesus Christ died so that that relationship could happen. And so there are fresh starts that come along the way. We can see that this is a section of the New Testament and we're in the first few chapters of these, these books that we read. People's lives were changed direction. Suddenly they were smacked up the side of the head. They, they were totally bamboozled by the things that were going on around them. They were shocked, horrified, terrified and scared. But God still had their lives in his hands. There was still a plan and a purpose that he had for each and every one of them. And as they submitted to his plan, guess what? It all worked out. So I encourage you this year, make New Year's resolutions. Plan for your future. But hold them like this. Hold them up to God and say, God, these are my plans, but if you, your plans are bigger than my plans, put them in my hands. Let your plans work for me. Let, be like on that video. Let us not just pray about God's will. Let us fulfill God's promises in 2018. Because that's what we're here for. Let's stand. I just want to pray before we finish. <coughs> before I do that, I just want to invite you, if you're here this morning and you want God's hand on your life in 2018. You might want to make a resolution that says, I'm walking with God from this moment on into this next year. I want to be a child of God. I want to be part of God's plan. I'm going to submit to God's plan for my life. I want a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. You may not have made a decision to have a relationship with Jesus before this day. Or you may have made one in the past, but you realise you haven't actually stuck to that decision. Well, today is a day of fresh starts. Today is a day where you can come to Jesus and say, Lord, I want to be with you. I want to be a child of God. I want to walk with you for the rest of my life. I want to follow Jesus Christ. So while you're standing there, can I ask you all to close your eyes? And if that is you this morning, you've never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, or any decision you have made, you know you're not walking in. Can I ask you, while no one's looking around, just to raise your hand so that I can see it right now. And I would love to pray that pray a prayer with you to invite Jesus into your heart to begin a walk and a journey with our Lord Jesus Christ today to make a fresh start. Awesome. Can we pray together? Lord, I just thank you for this year. I thank you for the plans and purposes you have brought into our lives. I thank you for the year to come. Thank you that 2018 is going to be a 
year of blessings and lessons, a year of lifting up your name, a year of challenges, solutions, struggles and celebration. But in all of it, Lord, you are there with us in the dark places and in the light, lifting us up, encouraging us as we move forward into the future that you have for us. In Jesus' name.